going to go over, um, we're going to talk about how awesome our God is. Isn't God awesome? Well, he created you. So I think you're pretty, pretty amazing. Oh, <laughs> 20 bucks. I'll give you, you can have some of this rupee, rupee. Okay, I'm going to hand out some money. It might not go all around. <laughs> some of you are going, this guy's handing out money. That's right. I'm handing out money. I want all this money to come back. They're from different countries. And boys and I and Lydia, we've spent some time collecting money from different countries. So we would love to have these back, okay? <clears throat> Especially the ones that are actually from New Zealand. Okay. So, Pastor, do you want? Not, not everyone will have one or get one, but... Um, I think if you're sitting beside someone, if you're a couple and you're sitting beside someone, it'd be great to share the note. Okay. Actually, I need one myself. <laughs> I just need one. Yeah, and Amber's taking a, stop taking the US cent. I know you, you girls are going to Hawaii. I took the Australian, the Australian dollars. Australian. If you don't have one, um, if you're sitting beside someone close to you, it'd be good if everyone had one. But if you are sitting beside someone that's related to you, just share the note. Okay. Don't, oh yeah, don't cut it up. We would like it back. <laughs> I need the money back. We've spent some time collecting this. So don't feel like collecting them again. I trust you completely, but I want them back. I will find you. Yeah. You know that movie Taken? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I have a certain set of skills there. Has anyone got a note? Great. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord God, that uh, through your word, you explain in John that uh, Jesus is the word. And the more we get into the word, the more Jesus is revealed to us. And I pray this morning, as we get into the word, that more of Jesus is revealed. And we pray this morning, Lord God, be exalted, not just what we sing on, on Sundays, but every single aspect of our lives, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn to the person beside you and uh, say, it's great to see you. And you obviously got to mean it. Not, oh, that's you again. Oh, you followed me. <laughs> Let's get into it. Eh? So this uh, next two weeks, we're going to explain about, um, we're going to talk, talk about how awesome God is, okay? God is awesome. We know that. But from the Bible, we're going to actually look at some scriptures um, look at who God is, but then next week we're going to look at God's ultimate intention for us, mankind. Okay, but today we're going to start with a story. He wants to hear a story. Hands up. Okay, the three people you can leave that didn't put your hand up, you can go now. Okay, here we go. So this is a story about, about Jesus. We love talking about Jesus. And it says this in Mark 12, it says, Next they sent to him some of the Pharisees and the party of followers of Herod and in order to catch him in the speech, on arrival, they said to him, Teacher, 
We know you are truthful, and you do not seek anyone's favor. For you do not look at outward appearance of people, but you teach in a way that God is in line with truth. And lawful to pay, it says this, it is lawful to pay head tax to Caesar, or is it lawful to pay tax to Caesar or not? So these are the Pharisees. Remember, here was trying to chat Jesus, and this is a cool encounter. And then Jesus says, should we, and then they, they, the accusers say, should we pay or should we not pay? This is talking about tax. Detecting his, their hypocrisy, he said to them, why do you put me to the test? Bring me a denarius. And this is the, the, the money they had at the time. Bring it to me. And they brought him one. And then they said this. This is some of the most profound things that he said to um, this in this one moment. Whose image and inscription is this? So he's looking at the note. Or, or denarius was obviously a coin. And they said to him, Caesar's. Jesus said to them, pay back Caesar's things to Caesar, but God's things to God. And some other texts, uh, what belongs to Caesar, you give it to Caesar. And what belongs to God, give it to God. I wish that text went on a bit longer, because it would have been awesome, that debate that Jesus said. I'm sure Jesus was waiting for that moment. Where, then what is made in the image of God? Oh, Jesus would have taken him down right there. <laughs> you are, you are. But I want you to have a look at this money that's in front of you. Everyone, just hold it up. Now, whatever country you go to, wherever the money is from, that money has some value and validation in that country. So I can't use Australian dollars here, right? Because it has no value or validation. Or you've got to take it to the bank and then get exchanged. But wherever you use it, there's value and validation based on the currency. So when they hold up this uh, currency in front of Jesus, Jesus says, there's an image on there. And a lot of people use the coin, eh? Because the, the image on there is the queen. And that gives it its validation and its value. But with this note here, if you, if you raise it up, the image is actually hidden. And if you lift it up, you've got to lift it into the light to actually see the image. Can you see the image? Now look, put it down into the dark and you're going, hey, where's the image gone? But when you lift it into the light, there's an image that's imprinted on it. See that image that's imprinted on, like many of the Commonwealth currency, it's the image of the queen. If you don't have that image on there, that means it's fake. Isn't that right? So because of that image, it gives it value and validation. So in this text, we see straight away that God is saying this, whose image is imprinted on your life? When you lift yourself up to the light, whose image do others see? Whose image do people see around you? And this is important. We're going to talk about this. We're going to go into it. And this is, um, we're going to talk about This will either blow your mind or you're going to go, oh, wow, I've got to go home and study this, which is both valid things. And I pray that you would actually get your mind blown, but at the same time you go home and study this. As a noble Brian, as the Brians in the Bible, they went home and studied the word for themselves. Don't just believe what's up here, but you've got to go and study for yourself. So that's why I gave you this. So it's important for you to go home and study this for yourself. 
So all the, the texts and the scriptures that we're going to talk about today are in this teaching. So important for you to go home and study it. So the question is, what image and imprint is on your life? Because that imprint and that image validates you. So is God imprinted on your life? Do people look at you when you're lifted up in the crowd and people look at you? Is it the image of Christ that's imprinted in your life that people see? Let's have a look at this. We're going to go through this all together. Now, we're going to tackle something this morning, and it's called the Trinity. Who's heard of that word? Hands up. The Trinity. Um, I know a lot of people are going, oh, man, that's, that's, we don't really go get into that. Um, next year, we're going to go in-depth into it uh, and talk about it. Um, but this morning, we're going to just cover a little bit. When we have this opportunity on a Sunday, we can't cover everything. We honestly can't. So what we're giving you is only a scratch of the surface. So it's important for you to go home and keep on scratching and keep on digging. And it's for yourself because it's your own walk with Christ. Remember, it's to know Him and make Him known. It's important for us to grow in our relationship every single day with Christ. So this morning, we're going to go straight from here. We're going to read it off the, the A5. So if you, you can't get lost, hopefully we don't. But have a look at this. Have you ever looked around you? I mean, really looked around you at creation and noticed patterns of three. Hands up if you notice patterns in three around you. They make up one. Now, we talk about the Trinity. On the, the word Trinity is not in the Bible, but it's broken up from two words. It's tribe, which means three, and the unity of the three, which is uh, the word we get is triune. And that's the word that comes from that word triunity. Okay. So I want to just, before we get into the text, I just want to make it clear so we, we ground ourselves on this so we don't get confused. As Christians, we don't believe that there's three gods. It's one God. We also don't believe that there's uh, the three forms of God because that's heresy. They, they have a, um, theologi a theological word for it as um, modelism. We don't believe that. We also don't believe that God, the Trinity, is three pieces of God. They're all fully God. So God and one. And we're going to get into this, and I'll explain this. Because sometimes we get look at them and go, wow, that's so confusing. It's actually not confusing once you actually look at the patterns and the images around us. And we're going to actually dive into it now. So here are some examples of three or triunity patterns in all of creation. I love the fact that God says all creation speaks of his splendor. So if you look around, there's patterns of three in everything. Here we go. Man, woman, body, soul, and spirit. Your soul is your mind, will, and your emotions. Your spirit is what Jesus built. Now, obviously, that's a connection with the Holy Spirit. And our body is what everyone sees around us. Okay. Space is height, depth, length. So you can't have length. If you take length out of there, you can't have space. You won't be able to measure space. If you talk about time, and that's the next part of it, when you look at time, everyone goes, man, time, what does that mean? It's past, present, and future. 
Is that clear? But what if I took away the past? Is it still time? Can, you, can, it, can it still exist? No. Because you've got to have the past, the present, and the future to make up time. The universe is made out of space, motion, and time. These are all things. Air is made of nitrogen, oxygen, and carbon dioxide. Matter is made of energy, motion, and phenomena. And atoms are protons, neutrons, electrons. We can keep on going. There's so much in it. Uh, there's, a, there's a nice image that someone painted as I was reading through this. If you look at an egg, an egg, and you'll, some of you just looked at your husbands. Okay, didn't, no, don't, no, don't do that, don't do that. <laughs> Johnny, I heard you this morning. I heard your name this morning, Johnny. Just putting it out there, man. Just putting it out there. Okay, so egg. You look at an egg. The egg can't be an egg without the shell. And it can't be an egg without the egg white. And it can't be an egg without the yolk. So all three need each other to equal an Amazing. So when we look at creation, and this is this is what blows me away is that God's image and imprint is on every aspect of creation. Every aspect of creation. And that should blow us away because God looks at us and he reads well, let's have a look at Genesis if you got your Bibles. There was so much in this man, honestly. We could do like seven weeks of this stuff, but we don't have seven weeks. Maybe next year we have seven weeks. But it's Genesis 1 and 26, and it says this, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the, the livestock, over the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image, own image, and the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. So the word that we use, we're going to go back to this A5 piece of paper. There's a word that uh, we use in the text, and it's the word God. When you use the word God in the text there, it's a word Elohim. And Elohim is only used when you're talking about more than one. So in the beginning, all three and one existed. So we are made in the likeness of Christ. And there's other talks and teachings around that. But I want to just show you something very simple and basic. There's so much in this. We can go so depth into this, and I wish we could. But I wanted to show you something. Okay, we're made in the likeness of Christ. And this is, this is just a part of it because there's so much in this I get so excited about this but honestly when you delve into the word of God and you get excited about this stuff it should blow our minds
understand that these, the names that we have made up for God are the names that we have made up for God. God existed before we even were created, okay? So the best way in the form of um, a God revealed himself was as God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. God the Father is revealed to us in the Old Testament. So for the Israelites, they wanted to know the will and the ways of God. So they had to have faith to, to really trust God and really seek His face. And so God displayed Himself through His will in different things. So He would put down laws and things that they had to do, rituals, so they can actually honor Him in the best way. The second part of it is, in, is that the Son is revealed in the New Testament. I like to say, when we say the Old Testament, I don't like to use that phrase. I like to say the First Testament. Because sometimes when we use the phrase old, we think it's not good. Or it's past its use by date. But it's not. The First Testament talked about the Father revealing himself to his children, his will and his ways. The New Testament, the Second Testament, in terms of Jesus being revealed to us. Remember Jesus and John, John explains it. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was in God. Word was God. So already God's talking about himself and then identifies Jesus. And then in verse 14 it says this, and then Jesus dwelt amongst us. Or the word is tabernacled. He actually was present in flesh. Pretty cool, eh? So Jesus, still God, but God the Son, revealed himself in the New Testament as Jesus. And then in Acts, what happened? After Jesus ascended, God the Holy Spirit made himself known to the believers. Okay, so what we happen here is First Testament, God the Father, New Testament, God the Son, and then the current Testament that we are actually living in, because the book of Acts hasn't finished. We're still living that out. We're actually still living in the book of Acts, not the what's on here, but how we need to go into all the world and disciple all the world. And who do we need for that? We need God, the Holy Spirit. So how did God make us? I want to ask my wife, my beautiful wife, just to stand here. And can I ask Henry, because he's wearing a really um, victorious top. So God made man and woman. And this is just a a, a small truth in terms of what we can scratch on. So in the image of God, he made them. So God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit made them in his likeness. So what are we broken up into? Three parts. We're broken into spirit, soul, and flesh, our bodies. Okay? So Lydia, you can see her body. I can see her body. That sounded so dodgy. <laughs> but I see your spirit as well. Okay. This is my wife for those visiting, just in case you this passes dodgy ears. Okay. So and but I can't see her spirit and I can't see her soul. But yet I can see the our working of her soul because of her will. My wife's got a strong will. Oh, she has got a strong will. <laughs> and her emotions and how she processes things, okay? So those things are act, act, worked through her body. But she also has a spirit, which is the real you. Your body is not the real you. 
The real you is your spirit. Because your spirit was dead because of sin. It separated you from God. So what the Holy Spirit did was ignite you, like supercharged you, pulled on the side of the road, plugged you up. He made you alive in Christ. And so your spirit is now aware of God. I didn't realize God was there. Now you know. The Bible talks about revelation. And the, the Hebrew word we use in there is the word vilam. Vilam is the word that we use when you go down, the bride goes down the, the, the bridal thing. To her, yeah, that thing too. To her husband, and then they take off the veil. It's an unveiling. So you were blind to God, because you're going. What do these guys love God so much? In like a Mexican accent. But then they realize when God made your spirit alive, and you came aware of who Jesus was and what He done on the cross. Your spirit came alive, and the Holy Spirit actually done a work in you. And you go, God is real. That's amazing, eh? And so what takes place is this. So Henry, he's a man. Lydia is a woman. Their bodies outside look different, but inside they both have a soul and a spirit. Now check this out before you wreck yourself. Okay, I'm going to get into a wrap now. Here we go. This is what blew me away. God revealed his will. The soul is the will of the person. Image imprinted in man. Flesh, Jesus was made flesh, body of a man and a woman, imprinted in man. Spirit, imprinted an image. Remember, God breathed into this creation, the actual, the best of all creation, these, these beings, and actually created them. So we are now made in the image and the likeness of him. And that means once we understand who He is and who we are as an image of Him, we can start working out His great and ultimate plan on earth. Thank you. Give me a round of applause. Hands up if, you're, if you've heard some of this before. I'm sure a lot of people have. Fantastic. Who's heard this kind of for the first time and kind of, oh, man, whoa. Hands up. That's cool, honestly. Oh, thanks, Alan. Two. So deep into this. But what I ask you to do is, because I wanted you to go deep in it yourself, that's why I just gave you this A5 piece of paper so you can go home and study for yourself. Because out of this, my prayer is that you would know him more and know the fullness of God. There's a book that was written a couple of years ago um, by an author named Francis Chan. And he says, to write a book called The Forgotten God, how we focus on the Father and focus on the Son, Jesus, but we forget about the Holy Spirit. Remember, the book of Acts is not the Acts of the disciples. They're the Acts of the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit's outworking in today. So, if you're taking down scriptures, these scriptures I'm going to give you now are not in the text. So, um, if you are taking.
must be the mic. It's gone out again. That's right, we'll move on. Okay, so take these down. So 2 Corinthians 3.17. And this will help with your own personal study. Uh, 2 Corinthians. No, no. <laughs> oh, the, the Lord's speaking to you. <laughs> 2 Corinthians 3.17. Sorry, my accent comes out that way. So when I say uh, Corinthians, it sounds like Isaiah. Okay. 1 Corinthians 8.6. That's up if you're taking notes. Write the, the numbers first. 1 Corinthians 8.6. Second Corinthians thirteen fourteen A Colossians chapter two verse nine. So these are extra scriptures they can go on and it talks about um, how God reveals himself as part of the three. Isaiah nine, these are Isaiah, here we go. Isaiah 9, verse 6. Isaiah 44, verse 6. And the next one is John chapter 1, verse 14. And then John 10, verse 30. There's Luke 1, verse 35. There's a lot of scriptures here, okay? And the reason why I'm giving you a lot of scriptures is that it's important for you to study the Word for yourself. Matthew 28, verse 19. John 14, verse 16 to 17. Romans 14, verse 17. Genesis 1, verse 1. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. And I'll give you one more. There's heaps, but I'll give you one more. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 8. Uh, Philippians, Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 8. So when you're only doing your own study, what I encourage you to do is create um, Bible chains in your, in your Bible. Because what happens is that when you get a scripture and get to a scripture, a Bible chain is pretty much putting another scripture, a go-to scripture after the scripture you've read. So on the side of your page, there's a column. So you can use that and write in, 
um, the next scripture they can go to. Because what you try and do is actually build on that knowledge around that certain topic or around that revelation. So a Bible train is the best way to actually navigate through the scriptures. So this is this has come out of Bible train. So there's about 56 scriptures. So I, I won't give it to you or else we'll be here until uh, Christmas. Okay, we'll go back to the A5 piece of paper. And if you want to turn around, there's a part of it at the back, and it's, um, it's got the books at the top. It's got a whole gray part. It's a long column on the right-hand side. Yep, are we there? So I won't read the whole text because you guys can do that in your own time. You guys and girls can do that in your own time. But um, it just talks about the names, the attributes, the works, and the, and the worship of God. But I just want to get down to, there's a part there, neglected, neglected in the sense. Neglected in the sense that we have a textbook theory of the Trinity. There's one thing about, there's a, there's a difference about studying God and knowing God. You can study God all your life. A friend of mine is a surfer, and he just won the Masters surfing about eight years ago. And he was talking to me. He just became a Christian early on in his faith, and Lydia's father led him to the Lord. And he had this incredible encounter with God, and God revealed to him in a story of what it was like in terms of this. And he said, it's funny how people say, and this is the difference about knowing and about studying. And said he said, now he's a surfer. He loves surfing. He goes out every day and he rides those waves. And what happened was that he was meeting up with some guys and he had a, just a chat. And he met with some young guys who had never been out in the waves, never surfed in their life, but had all the lingo, had all the magazines, were even driving around with surfboards on the back of their cars. And even some of the, the latest fad Stickers on the back of their cars. And he said to me, that's what it's like being a Christian sometimes. Because it's not about all the stuff you put on the outside. It's how you're living out your relationship with Jesus. Because he said, man, it's crazy. All these guys have all the jargon. They have all the terminology. They, all, they know everything about the best waves to catch, where to catch them, how to catch them, what time to go out and catch those waves. But he realized something. They would never know unless they experienced it for themselves. And so he said, going out to the waves, feeling the rush of a wave almost killing you, when you're getting turned and tossed over, waiting for the next wave, he said, that is experience. And he said to me, that's what it feels like for him, knowing God. Because he's not talking about theory. He's not talking about the labels. He's not talking about using the jargon. He's experienced God for himself. And it's important. I want to make clear. It's so important because at the end of time, when we pass on, the Bible says this. God's going to say two statements to you. The first one is, well done, my good and faithful servant. Or depart from me, I never knew you. In the same text, they say, but I did miracles in your name. I prophesied in your name. But God is so clear that you need to know 
Jesus. That is the bottom line. It's that relationship, that experience every single day with Him that will stand the test of eternity. Not the end of time, but eternity. Because one day when you stand before God the Father, the Son will say, I knew them. I can't wait for that day. But the thing is that while I'm on earth, I'm going to do my best to get to know my God. And the reason why I wanted to share this is that some of us are experiencing God as Holy Spirit. Some of us have experienced God as Jesus the Son. But some of us experience God, the love of the Father. You need to experience all of God. Not just the parts that you want. And the part that I want to see focus on is down the bottom. It says we are to know Him. It's in that same um, paragraph. We are to know Him. Everyone say know Him. And we know that the word know is the word genosco, which is the word to experience God. So it's not to study God, it's to experience Him. Study will help us um, actually grow our revelation. Hi, champ. Good on you, JC. Okay. But it's important for us to understand something. We can have all the jargon we want. You can drive around saying everything you want. Listen to Christian music. You can listen to Life FM all you want. Life FM is not going to get you to heaven. Okay? It's good to actually encourage you, but at the end of the day, Jesus is the only way. Okay? So in the bottom here, we're going, I'm going to read through this, and we're going to wrap up, because I want you to take this home and study it for yourself. We are to know Him as He is, not what we make Him to be. This is idolatry. The Trinity is the heart of the unique message of Christianity and is the foundation and bedrock for our spiritual formation, our growth in Christ-likeness. The Bible says this in Colossians 2.9. It's one of the scriptures I gave you. In Christ, all the fullness of the deity. So Jesus reveals the Father and also the aspects of the Holy Spirit. But the amazing thing is that the Holy Spirit continues to say, Reveal us to the Father, but also exalts the Son. Isn't that cool? It always points back to Jesus. And it says this, our growth in Christian likeness, our spiritual growth happens within this context. And this is so key for us. We need to live in every aspect of God, who God is. We need to live in the love of the Father. Because a lot of us just love the love of the Father. Oh, Father loves me. And you can live all your life, but then you miss out on understanding the grace of of Jesus. What he did on the cross for you. And then you miss out on the opportunity to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. If we can know the love of the Father, if we can understand the grace, this amazing grace we speak about, we sing about, if we can understand where we were going, we can understand how amazing that grace is. And then that's when you understand the fullness of your grace. That's why it just, I, I get, I get, kind of confused sometimes because when we come in this should be a it's not just about what we do here it should be what's happening out there but also this is our we only do this 52 times a year and every time we get together your attitude should not be oh just another sunday go chill out with my family it should be i am so grateful that that amazing grace found me because i was lost 
I was going to hell and Jesus stood in the way. And we should be praising like nothing, like nothing's in the way. But sometimes it's like, oh, thank you, God. I really appreciate what you did for me. Well done. Well done, God. No, no. It's like, God, for all eternity. Hello? Eternity is a very long time. There's no end. All of eternity, you can either be separated from God or be with God. And when we come to a place when we understand that, we get to a place where God, I don't care who's around me. I'm going to praise God. I don't care if you're singing. I don't care if he's not singing. I'm going to shout because I'm going to praise him. I'm going to honor him. Not just in here where other Christians are, but out there. Because people need to see the image of Christ through you. Oh, no, they only see it on when they invite them to church. No, 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 no. You're the church. Invite yourself into their situations. And it says, to the love of the Father, the grace of, the, of Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. We're living in times where we need to be living in the fullness of who God is. Not just certain aspects of who God is. There's certain cults today that don't believe that God is Holy Spirit today. But as Christians, we need to fully understand that God is Holy Spirit. And guess where He dwells? And here, the Bible says when Stephen went before um, Sanhedrin, he went before the, the, these guys that just wanted to kill him. And he said, God doesn't inhabit the, the, men, the things made by men. He inhabits the things made by God. And who's made by God? Us. So God, the Holy Spirit, is in you. That's why God, is re God refers to us as the temple of the Holy Spirit. And we need to understand it because every single day of our lives, we can fellowship with Him. He can lead us when we're in step with Him. When things that need to be made in terms of decisions, we go, Holy Spirit, what do you think? Holy Spirit, no. Okay. <laughs> if you're going to make a big decision around life decisions, say, Holy Spirit, what do you think? Uh, yeah, let's go with it. It's that fellowship. You're actually communing with Him. You're connected with Him. This God Almighty who is infinite, but He chooses to dwell in us. And the crazy thing is that that's how much He loves us. At the end of that passage, when we read at the end of this A5, it says this, There's only one God. The Father is God. Jesus is God. The Holy Spirit is God. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Three distinct persons, yet one God. That's why we baptize people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the fullness of who God is. Hope this is helpful this morning. There's so much into this. I feel like an ant sometimes trying to explain a human being because that's what it feels like for us human beings trying to explain God. Imagine two ants on the bottom trying to explain a human being. Hey, Charlie, oh, what's that thing? <laughs> that's giant. That's massive. I don't know. Just It's always there. All oh, these heaps of them. <laughs> But it's important to understand, that's what it feels like for us finite beings trying to explain this infinite God. But I love the fact that through God's Word, we can have a portion of revelation. Because I don't think we got God. Sometimes we think, I've got God. No. you got nothing. You can only learn so much. And that's why it's so important to understand you've got to keep on learning 
but also keep on knowing him. And then from there, you've got to let everyone else know about him. And then you've got to allow that imprint and that image that's imprinted on your life to be shared with those around you. There's so much in it, but next week we're going to talk about God's ultimate intention. We're going to look at how sin came in and what God wants to do to actually bring us back to relationship with him. Let's pray. Let's all stand to our feet. Oi, uh, make sure you keep my money back, please. <laughs> Henry, what money? <laughs> bro, you can't do anything with Zimbabwe dollars, bro. But um, hopefully it was helpful for you. There's so much in this, and I want to encourage you. Seek out him on a daily basis. You're fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, but delve into the word for yourself and ask God. Use this teaching, but don't let this teaching be the only thing. From here, just go into it more in depth. And once you discover who God is, you actually, you'll be honestly changed forever. And everything around you will be transformed. So let's pray. Father, we thank you that you send your son. And you've also given us Holy Spirit. But this morning, we want to honor you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We thank you, God Almighty, that you had a plan, that we are part of that plan. And this morning, we just want to honor you and give you all the glory and the honor that you deserve. God, thank you so much for your amazing grace through Jesus. And this morning, we want to thank you for that and thank you for opening our eyes through your word. Lord, I pray, Lord God, that your people would go from here and actually allow that image and that imprint of you, allow it to be shown to the world. Because it's one thing to, it's one thing to, Lord God, to actually allow you to be with us, Lord God, but it's another thing to allow others to see you through us. And Lord, I pray that people will see you through us. God, I thank you. We thank you that we're only scratching the surface, Lord God. But I pray that you speak to your children this week. Enlarge our thinking, Lord God. Lord, I pray that you shake us up in the way we thought and see us um, just grow and enlarge this week. In your mighty name, Jesus, we thank you. Amen. 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 Hopefully it's helpful. God bless.